the usual. Is it almost time? Burn, this is Kev, Marco, and Doug, and this is our Halloween special. We are doing 2014's Wolf Cop. All right, and somehow this defied physics uh, on IMDb. It got an 11 out of 10, so it's not just perfect, it's <laughs> even a little bit better than perfect. Uh, uh, so, it's like a, a, a spinal tap situation. Yeah, <laughs> but Wolf Cop goes to 11. Um, so as a series of strange and violent events begin to occur, an alcoholic policeman realizes that he has, he has been turned into a werewolf as part of a larger plan. So this is starring Leo, I, I believe it's Farfard as Lou. And then we have uh, Amy Matseo, um, who's the very handsome Tina. And um, she was in a few other horror movies. And um, I remember her from Just Friends, too. I didn't realize until... I saw um, the IMDb that that was her. And then you got Willie, uh, played by Jonathan Cherry. He was in, he's been in a ton of shit. He's been in Goon, uh, House of the Dead, Final Destination 2, obviously Wolf Cop 2, and a ton of other stuff. But uh, So this one was directed by Lowell Dean. He uh, directed and wrote the screenplay. Hmm. And he, he wrote another one, too, that all three of these um, actors I just mentioned were in called Super Grids, kind of like a Canadian Mad Max. Didn't do so hot. Got a 3.6, but that doesn't mean it's a bad movie. Maybe that just means it's... I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Until we see it, we can't judge it. But I thought that was kind of a cool little tidbit. But all right. That's all I got, Marco. Awesome. All right. So, uh, yeah, the, the the movie opens up with uh, Mr. Lou Garou, which is, like, probably the worst name ever. <laughs> Best Terrible, Canadian name. So... Best Canadian Yeah, I was just about to say that. It's so Canadian. Waking up to uh, the most annoying alarm, and he has this like milky white chick laying next to him, naked. He looks at her, and he's like, ah, fuck me, man. Like, he regretted it. But anyway, he gets up, he proceeds to put on a police uniform, so that's where you discover he's a cop. He gets in his uh, car, he starts reversing, and then he opens the door and just pukes, like, all over the place. So, you know, you start seeing, you know, he likes to drink, it, it, uh, it looks like. Did this scene so right here kind of remind you of Stranger Things with um with Cooper when like 
You don't know he's a cop. He wakes up, like, takes some pills, finishes a beer from the night before, and then all of a sudden you see, like, the sheriff shirt go on. Oh, nice. Yeah, actually, you're right. Yeah. That was kind of, like, my first yeah. impression. Yeah, there's another movie, too, where it's, what is it, Bad Santa, where he drinks the beer with the cigarettes in it? <laughs> oh, Santa? yeah. Yeah, that's oh, another that's... one that I remember that from. Oh, it's terrible. It is the worst. <laughs> So anyway, he he continues driving. He turns on the radio. Here's about the drink and shoot, which is like an annual thing they do in what's the name of the town, Doug? I forgot to write it down. Uh, Havenwood. Havenwood. No, Thought, Woodhaven. Oh yeah, yeah, you're Woodhaven. Right. Havenwood. Yeah. Woodhaven. I'm dyslexic okay. as fuck. Yeah, I'm I'm dyslexic as fuck. So Woodhaven, aka Saskatoon. Saskatoon. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Kev, you're a little yep. bit muffled. Are you? I am? Are you, uh, is, yeah, is your, your mic's not being blocked, right? Does he sound muffled to you, Marco? He sounds like he always sounds to me. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I, don't... But I, I... I only got one good ear, so. <laughs> yeah. And one good eye. I think you're all right. Thank one you. Good night. Right. Uh, Just to make sure. Oh, oh, oh. So let me know when to continue. Proceed. All right. Then uh, he's in the car, like I said, here's what the drink and shoot. Then the DJs start talking about a bunch of missing pets. And you see, like, flyers. And uh, there's one, the most notable one is one of Nipples the cat, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> That's a great they also, cat name. It, uh, it is awesome. I, you know, I'm motivated. I'm going to name my, my cat Ariola. I'm going to get two and one Nipples. <laughs> so that, that's going to be the next thing coming up. But they talk about, uh, also talk about the mayoral campaign that's about to happen. Then he drives by a bunch of kids, like, doing graffiti, keeps driving, doesn't give a shit. He sees this dude getting stomped out, keeps driving, doesn't give a shit. That's kind of a funny scene when, when they see him getting kind of stomped out, and they all, like, they all kind of wave at him, and even, like, the criminal, like, or whoever's getting stomped out kind of looks up and waves, like, all bloody, and he just kind of keeps driving. You can tell he just got, he's got no respect in the city, which, you know... We don't know exactly why yet or if there's a reason, but he can tell he just there's no respect for either authority or him in the city. That I can agree with. And then you also hear about liquor donuts. So that's your first mention of liquor donuts, which ends up being a big thing in actually both movies. So that's why I mentioned it. <clears throat> you know, anyway, when I think he... of that, I think of, I think of uh, Bunghole Liquors in uh, Salem. I don't know why, but it just it, uh, has a similar ring to it. Because you're a bunghole. Yeah, <laughs> I could see I could see why you would think that, but there's no donuts at Bunghole Liquors, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> I love donuts. I don't eat them ever, but I love them. Anyway, he he pulls into the station, <laughs> and the chief yells out, yells at him for being late. Says he uh, could smell him when he pulled up before he even walked to the building. And uh, Tina was supposed to be off. So there, you meet Tina. You meet the chief. Uh, she was supposed to be off two hours ago. Lou asked, uh, what's up his ass when he walked, obviously when the chief walks away and she mentions the piggies, uh, the piggery, the piggies robbed, uh, something. I can't remember what it was. Uh, it was like a liquor store, wasn't it? Yeah. Something like that. And then, uh, Tina tells them they got a disturbance called from Willie Higgins. And then Lou goes on the case. So enter Willie Higgins. Uh, I think he owns a gun shop. Not sure if he's like just works there, but I believe he owns it. I believe lots so. Lots of tax, yeah, lots of taxidermy going on. He shouts to Willie, and Willie shusses him, like you know, hey, keep it down, keep it down, and tells him to go out back. 
So Willie brings him a coffee, and Lou proceeds to pour like a half a flask of booze in it, man. He's just <laughs> now you're starting to see. He wakes up, he drinks the beer, he's got the flask. So maybe that's you know maybe that's why his reputation isn't the greatest. You know, part of it anyway. And he wants to show him a video. Lou says he hopes it's the Bigfoot sex tape, which would be ultra sexy, by the way. Yeah, it would. <laughs> <laughs> Willie asks if he believes in the occult and he thinks he knows what's happening to the pets. He says teenagers have been sacrificing them to Satan and they've been creeping around the woods out back for weeks. So he shows him a video of himself investigating. And uh, the first thing you see is like a pentagram on the tree. And uh, Luke just brushes it off his kids being kids and just gets the fuck out of there. He blames it on heavy. He's like, have, have you ever heard of heavy metal? Of course, Willie's like, lead, mercury? <laughs> yeah. That's right. I forgot, yeah, I forgot about that part. And he says something so, about teenagers and satanic sex or something. I can't remember what he says, but it, it's, it's, it's Willie's little, um, little kind of under his breath or like little like, uh, side comments that are like hilarious in this movie. Yeah, yeah, there's a ton of them. And uh, anyway, Lou gets back in his car and they get, again proceeds to swig another drink. So there you go. Full-blown alcohol. That's what I'm going with at this point in time. I think I figured it out the first time I watched it. And uh, the chief radios him and asks how the Higgins thing went. He just said just a bunch of kids partying. And then uh, he goes over to the uh, Tooth and Nail Tavern. Yeah, it says he's, he's, got, he's following the lead now, quote-unquote, <laughs> as he pulls into the nail, tooth the Tooth and nail. nail Tavern, yeah. <laughs> Is that a Dawkins so, reference? Yeah. I hope it so. Could be. <laughs> could be. I think it's like an I old saying, too, but... Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. I think it is. Yeah, tooth and nail is just some old saying, like Doug said. <laughs> well, Didn't I mean, this meet Jess? It could, it, it could apply to, like, the whole, the whole uh, you know, the wolf story, too. Like, it's, you know, it's supposed to be cheeky Canadian comedy, like, oh, wolf and nail. Uh, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. tooth and nail. That's, that's true, true. too. I, I didn't even consider that. Yeah, that makes sense. Good pickup. But so this is where you meet Jessica, sexy bartender extraordinaire. Uh, she asks him the usual and pours him a shot and a beer and another shot after. He drinks the first shot. Then some shady characters walk in. And uh, these shady characters are throughout the movie. They never say their names, so I'm going to recur- refer to them as shady characters throughout when they come up. So, so everybody knows. <laughs> Uh, and one of them looks at Lou and says, hey, deputy, keeping the streets safe as he's drinking. And then Lou, like, looks kind of disappointed in, in himself. And that's, you know, the vibe I got off his face. And, uh, yeah, one of the shady dudes kicks some old guy out of the chair. So, obviously, they're the badasses of the town. And then, yeah. uh, go ahead. Um, Kevin had mentioned the other night, and I did not realize until he said it, that the lead, the lead douche guy is the... Um... The lead douche the, the, guy. <laughs> the, the lead douche guy, yeah. He's like the um he's the college kid. Um like the main crazy college kid from Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. And I did yeah. not I didn't believe you and I made yeah, you yeah, yeah. I made you Google it and you proved me wrong. But I watched uh Wolf Cop again earlier today and I'm like, fuck, that is one hundred percent him. I do not know how Jesse I Moss. missed it. Yeah, Jesse Moss. Another useless Canadian actor, Jesse Moss. No offense, <laughs> Jesse. We love you, man. We love you. So he's the mate. He's Chad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. He looks different though. He does look different. I guess I just have to like really look at his facial features. Maybe it's the tear tattoo. It really throws you guys off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, look, he almost looks darker too. But maybe that's the way it's filmed. I don't know. I thought his skin tone looked darker too. 
but I'm, I'm not sure. But uh, in comes, uh, what's his name? Uh, Terry, Terry Wallace. Yeah, Terry Wallace. The, he's uh, the mayoral candidate. And he walks in, like, spouting off how uh, he'll change the town, getting, you know, get rid of corruption and talking shit about local law enforcement. And says uh, Mayor Bradley is is the more interested in selling the town than running it. The bar patrons just start throwing shit at him, like peanuts or whatever, beer bottles. I don't even know. They just a bunch of shit gets flung at him, which is awesome. Then you go back to this. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine it like Hitler walking into his beer hall when he was spouting off for the first time, you know. But in uh, but people love that shit in Germany. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so back at the uh, station the chief walks in and finds Lou sleeping and says hello Lou falls out of his chair chief asks about the disturbance and Lou says it's just kids partying again he, you know, I don't know why I put that in twice but uh, he says they're at it again oh that's why they're at it again so uh, teen offers to check it out but the chief says Mr. Thin Ice can do it so Lou is on uh, Thin Ice and he also tells him he can get off his bar stool for a change. <laughs> yeah, he says maybe you can catch him. Maybe catch him in the act for once. You know, get off your bar stool for once. Which mm-hmm. is just the the jabs that are coming from the chief are just relentless in this. Yeah, he obviously does not have any respect for Luguru, as many people don't, as we've discussed. I mean, he. But you could tell he just. I don't know. Just wants him gone. You know, and you know it becomes <laughs> obvious later on. He's a piece of so shit. Lou, uh, He's just a useless cop. He's fucking useless. <laughs> yeah. Lazy, he's useless. And then again, one more time. I'm not going to mention it anymore after this, but just to emphasize one more time, he goes to check it out. It shows him at a driving scene, going to the scene, and he's hitting the flask like multiple times. So that's the last time I'll mention his drinking because it's just he's drinking all the time. So it's no sense in uh, talking about <laughs> it constantly. So anyway, he gets to the woods. He's stumbling around. He can't find nothing. After hearing a noise, he still doesn't see anybody. He shouts, party's over, and uh, continues looking around. Anyway, he ends up finding uh, a bong and Boober magazine, which is my new favorite nudie mag. Boober <laughs> magazine. <laughs> Boober. I don't know if it's an actual Canadian, like, uh, smut magazine, like, or if it's, like, fake, like, like uh, uh, the Bundy's, like, Bigums. It's probably like Bigums. That, that, that's what I would think. And you know, what's funny is I, I actually ended up watching another Wolf Cop right after, and there isn't a, another Boober appearance in that one too. Oh, is there? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a Boober mag in there. But anyway, <laughs> he finds he, he finds a dude hanging upside down, and it's Terry Wallace, the mayor candidate. There, Terry responds, uh, Frank, and someone knocks Lou out with a stick. Lou wakes up. And there's dudes in masks looking at him. Or people in masks, I shouldn't say dudes. The screen goes black, and then it shows Lou, like, screaming for a split second. And he appears to be in, like, severe pain. Then it uh, cuts into him waking up in his bed. And you can see, like, little blood spots on his shirt when he wakes up. He smells his uh, shirt, and it shows a wolf just for a second, too. Like, it just pops on the screen for a second. Like, you know, what would like, subliminally, pretty much. Mm-hmm. When he goes to shave, he shaves his cheek and the hair like instantly grows back. He lifts his shirt and he has like a pentagram carved, in, carved into his stomach. Then there's a flashback to the mass people carving him up. So he's, he's, he's remembering like bits and pieces of what happened. Chief calls him and tells him, 
Go ahead. Uh, that, I just want to talk about that, um, the shave scene you were just talking about. It's like, yeah. uh, this is the first kind of, you know, change you see in his, like, in, in his character, uh, as far as maybe anything Wolf goes. But he goes to shave, and you can just see it, like, it all of a sudden shows, like, a close-up that's, like, uh, almost like something you'd see in, like, Ren and Stimpy. It's, like, super detailed and, like, almost exaggerated. But you see, like, the hair, like, growing in, almost looks like fingers coming out of his face. And it's just kind of showing you that, you know, he can shave all he wants. It's coming back. Yeah. And then, yeah, man, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's obvious signage, you know? So Chief calls him, tells him there was an incident, and Lou uh, walks outside, and he starts sniffing the air like he has, like, a heightened sense of smell. He also hears everything. Then, like, there's a dog, too, on, like, all fours, like, just staring at him. Actually, on his hind legs, just staring at him. <laughs> and uh, the owner is, like, trying to pull him away. Then the owner kicks the dog. <laughs> and then Lou tells him... Uh, not to do, don't do that pretty much. Yeah. And uh, the guy responds, What? What are you going to do pretty much? And you know, Lou just drives off. God, no, it disappointed me about that. Yeah, yeah, that, that, me too. But that disappoints me that, like, I'm just going to spoil it. You never revisit that guy. Oh, he yeah. He comes back into the, into the movie, which kind of disappointed me because I was hoping that, you know, the wolf form of Lou, when he finally transforms, just on tear, him. His, tear him a new ass. Yeah, like fucking kicks him or pisses on him and stuff, returns yeah. the favor. Yeah, yeah, that could have been yeah. that could have been a really fun like two minute like scene, you know, something oh, yeah. to just add some, you know, a little spunk to the movie. So yeah, Lou ends up pulling up to the incident and sees uh, the chief. The chief asked if he forgot to shave. <laughs> anyway, chief takes him to a body, and it's Terry Wallace. His neck is all like cut up, and he has like track marks and a and a needle in his in his hands. And uh, they think he OD'd and, like, a critter ate his neck. That's what they believe. Because I guess it looks like, you know, he got bit into. And then it cuts to a news report saying the mayor has announced, uh, has announced that she's canceling the, the drink and shoot. So the drink and shoot now is officially off because of the murder. And then Ooh. back at the crime. What? Oh, uh, boo, 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 boo. We want drink and shoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, back at the crime scene, Lou sees more flashes. He starts sniffing, and uh, he smells Tina coming. And he says, Tina, without looking at her. And she's like, oh, how'd you know it was me? And then Tina, Tina asks Lou if she's, he's buying into any of this and asks when was the last time they canceled the uh, drink and shoot. And I forgot to mention, uh, the coroner came to check it out, and he had a donut in his hand originally like when they got they saw the body and he freaking goes to like put all these putting on gloves to put on the gloves he puts the donut on the dead body yeah always every time every time he's around a dead body or something the guy's always putting food on it and then he rips his finger through the glove and you can tell he's like upset by it like it's like dude you just put your donut on this dead dude what does yeah. it matter <laughs> if you touch it with your fucking bare hand like or like a bare finger <laughs> yeah additionally did any did anybody catch what tina actually smells like we never got to find out. I think it's just her pheromones. You know? I want to know. I want, I want to know. I'd smell that. She's a very handsome woman. Maybe she had her moon blood going. <laughs> Watch the new, the new Borat movie for that reference. Oh, my. <laughs> moon blood. The moon blood, yeah. Uh, anyway, it goes back to the tooth and nail, and you have uh, Lou there you could tell he's doing actual police work now and uh he figures out 
he's doing some math and he figures out that the drink at you gets canceled every 32 years. So Jess uh, tells the clients down the drink, she's closing for a private party. So she gets everybody out of there. Uh, Jeff ends up leaving Lou with a bunch of shots and says she'll be right back. She goes out to take out the trash anyway. Oh, yeah, and that's right. In Lou's notepad, it shows at that point, says solar eclipse coincidence. So obviously the solar eclipse, he's starting to figure out that happens every 32 years as well. So she goes out to take the trash and the shady dudes are driving by in a truck. And uh, asks Jess... Oh, and then Jess comes back. He asks her, you know, if you want to get out of here to go have some uh, sex and stuff. Lou starts feeling like he uh, needs to go to the bathroom. Like, he starts feeling sick. That's right. He goes to the bathroom. He starts puking, uh, pisses blood. Uh, and then he actually shows his penis, like, squirting the blood out. And the penis is the first thing to explode. And he starts, actually, this is the first transformation. And it starts with his dick. Which is great. <laughs> I have a funny story I want to tell after after your description of the scene. Oh, you want me to keep going? Yeah, yeah, might as well finish it off and then okay. I'll tell my story. No, I had my uh, earphones on backwards. One kept falling out, so I actually switched them while you were talking. But anyway, uh, he asks uh, Jess if you want... Oh, no, I already said that. Hold on. I should mark every time I fucking do something. So the dudes of the truck come into the bar, like with baseball bat sticks, whatever it was. And it shows a more transforming. You see his hands. You see, like, you know, his teeth. I think you see his teeth. But you definitely see his hands. And it looks like the skin's just kind of falling off. Him. So anyway, the shady dudes end up entering the bathroom. He fucking just decimates one. Like, literally fucking cuts off arms, legs. And, and you see all these body parts after the fact. But the second guy, for some reason, just gets his shirt ripped off. Mr. Sexy. And he, he right. gets away. He just runs away. You Yo, always uh, so Jeff, one stud to survive, you know, to tell the story. One sexy thug. Yeah, so you see Jess coming down the stairs, and she's staring down towards the bathroom as this is going on. She sees the dude running out. And then uh, that scene pretty much ends right there. And then Lou wakes up handcuffed to a bed the next uh, morning. There's a dog laying with him, and obviously the dog's drawn to him for some reason. And there's a camera pointing at him. So uh, he ends up being at Willie's house. He thinks he's at Jessica's house, but he ends up being at Willie's house. Willie showed him a video of Lou passed out in the video, and Willie actually shows him with the three tranquilizers in his back that Willie put him down. He's all proud of himself, too. <laughs> let, me, let me mention this. Willie, Willie, I think, is like my favorite character in this movie. He's fucking hilarious. Oh, 100%. Yeah, he's... Like what like, when he first walks in, he's like, hey, Lou, how's your butt? You know, he's just so, like, he's got these yeah. little one-liners, but they're very, like, nonchalant. Like yeah. I, so what I I would say like like with Tucker and Dale versus Evil like at first you think you know Tucker's the funny one but you realize it's really Dale you know what I mean or you think that and then you realize it's the other way around like the first time I watched this I wasn't sure who's the funny one and like the more you watch it you realize Willie's just like fucking hilarious throughout the movie. I didn't think he was gonna be a sidekick either in the, in the beginning. I didn't know what his role was gonna be, but it's cool that they made it. He ended up being the sidekick. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, so the story I had, I, my mom asked me the other day, she's like, oh, you know, what are you guys doing next for your podcast? She, she's not big into horror, but, you know, she likes to stay kind of in, in touch with what's going on. I'm like, oh, we're, we're doing um, Wolf Cop, this movie Wolf Cop, you know? 
And she's like, oh, I know Wolf Cop. That was a great movie. And I'm like, you, I'm like, wait, you've seen Wolf Cop? And she's like, yeah, I was watching some comedian and he was talking about the scene Marco was describing with like the, the cock transformation into a werewolf thing, you know, explodes into a, a furry mess of dong. And she's like, so I don't know why. She's like, but I, that made me laugh. And then she's like, you know what? What the hell? She's like, uh, she saw it somewhere on, you know, TV Prime or something. And she fucking watched it and she liked it. So I'm like, cool, all right, we we can talk about this one. should have my mom on this one. That's hilarious. And actually, if if anybody wants to watch this, I actually discovered it's on Hulu at the moment. So if you have Hulu, that's where, yeah, that's where it's at. Nice. So anyway, Willie, yeah, Willie lets him go, makes him breakfast, and he puts Wolfsbane in it just to test out what's going on. And and Lou just becomes instantly ill as soon as he eats the Wolfsbane. So you know that he's, you know, obviously you've seen him transform, but, you know. That's another little thing. But, you know, again, Wolfsbane never really comes up again, I don't think, if I, don't, I remember correctly. But No, I don't, I don't believe so. So, uh, Willie lets him know the solar eclipse is in two days, and uh, basically, he wants to lock him up, and uh, Lou tells him, hey, come by the station at dusk. So, that's the plan to keep Lou contained. Uh, Tina ends up showing up and uh, tells Lou there's been another incident at Jessica's bar, the tooth and nail. They get to the bar. The chief gives Lou more shit about being a shit cop and uh, makes Lou walk Jessica to her car. Then outside, uh, Lou apologizes to Jess and says, she says, you weren't yourself. You didn't do this, man. You know, like you were not yourself. And then Lou goes back in. He walks to the bathroom and Tina's looking around. Lou looks at the urinal and uh, all the blood from his cock explosion is uh, just hanging out there. So, you know, this the cock explosion blood. And uh, more. He, then he starts flashing back about the uh, transformation a bit. So, uh, T, describe the dead skin face mask, Doug, because you did it. Uh, we talked about this before, and you did it so well. <laughs> so, so, yeah, T, Tina's, um, Tina in the corner are just kind of, you know, going through this mess of, of flesh and blood, and they don't, they find some hair, like, and then all of a sudden, uh, Tina picks up this, like, fleshy face. And she's like, oh, this is gnarly. And she's like, hey, Lou, it kind of looks like you. And she, you know, she's not the funny one in the movie either. But, like, this part was just fucking awesome. So she kind of takes it and puts it over her face. And she's doing Lou's voice. She's like, hey, <laughs> hey, Chief, um, I'm just doing some research. I'm on my way to the brewery to, like, you know, look, look, into, a, look into the case. And, uh, <laughs> and it's just so out of character for her, which is awesome. Like, you're not expecting it. Because it's actually because it's actually his face. <laughs> I mean, in, in the the uh, makeup in this movie, I mean, Doug, I know you already said it with the shaving incident, but even with this scene, um, in his transformation, I mean, l- let's be honest, the exploding wolf cop dick is like, I mean, it's up there, man, with American Werewolf in London and the Howling. It's I I think this is that's the strongest part of this movie is the makeup effects. They they really went old school. Uh, they didn't use a lot of CGI. They just they kept to like true old school horror and it was it was it was awesome. Yeah, you're you're yeah. right. I don't mean there was very little CGI if any. I don't I can't even really pinpoint a scene in my head that was like overly done with the CGI, which is awesome. I didn't actually catch any CGI. Do you think they even use CGI? They no, they might not have. That's why it might it might have the like the the feel that it gives, you know, that real I know there's a lot of cut scenes, you know, with Big wolf hand, regular hand, you know, they the way they do it kind of gives you the illusion, but 
I would much rather that as a transformation than cheesy ass CGI. I can probably look it up, but I mean, whoever whoever was the makeup artist for this obviously likes Rick Baker. I mean, there's no doubt. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, the only thing that the, the Howling and American Werewolf had on this movie as far as transformation is just the face. Like the Howling when his nose just elongates and stuff, that shit's crazy, yep. man. Yeah. You know? But anyway, they end up finding some animal hair and uh, just tell Tina, hey, you can take off. Get her out of there before she figures some shit out because you already saw the face, you know, the animal hair. And not that, you know, she doesn't know he's a werewolf yet, but maybe she can connect the dots, you know? But anyway, uh, it shows the shady people again. The dude who escaped uh, was actually supposed to knock him out and bring Lou to the OG shady dude and failed. So he calls the dude boss. So the, the main dude, which is the dude from Tur- Tucker and Dale there, he is boss now. So that's the one shady dude that has kind of a name. Uh, he tells boss that Lou was a wolf. So uh, boss just uh, simply stabs his eye out. And says, keep your eye on the time, you dumb fuck. <laughs> you know, so I thought that was pretty cool. Cuts to Lou at the libraries, of more, and more investigating, more drinking. And uh, check, seeing the patterns. Yeah, you see articles about bear and wolf attacks. And uh, you figure out that... I didn't figure out it was Tina's at first. I actually thought it was Jessica's dad and Lou's dad. Both uh, went missing uh, about 32 years before. <laughs> And, uh, and then he's, you know, something about the occult. So he gets up and says, hey, you got any books on devil worship? Which I thought was pretty funny the way he said it. I mean, I probably didn't do it with justice. But, uh, yeah, he, yeah, he ends up getting a book called uh, The Occult Mythology, which has a cool cover, but it looks like a wine label. It does. I can see that. It has, like, grapes. It looks like grapes on it and stuff. So I, I, I thought it looked like a definite wine label. It's your porn uh, so coming out. Maybe. That's probably what it is. (laughs) (laughs) The next scene is uh, Willie and Lou. They're talking about werewolves. And uh, Lou says, according to the book, werewolves are impossible to kill during the phases of the moon. Um, And they also mention it requires a sacrifice of the innocent to create the werewolf. uh, To create the werewolf. So that explains Terry Wallace. They kill Terry Wallace basically to create Lou Garou as wolf cop. Yeah, when explains... blood of one turns another into a beast is what they say. That's what it is. Yeah, that's right. And uh, they turn the page and read about the reckoning, uh, which is when they drain the blood of the werewolf the night of the eclipse. So it's all starting to come together. Uh, Willie asks, uh, "Who would want werewolf blood?" And uh, Lou says, "Looks like shapeshifters." He says, "Apparently." Uh, the werewolf blood can maintain their power for decades, so it obviously makes them live longer and whatnot. So Willie locks uh, Lou in the cell, and uh, he has the camera pointed at him. Tina walks in and asks if they're shooting a movie. <laughs> she asks, what's up with Willie? Lou says she's just helping him out. She can't figure out. She thinks she obviously knows something's fucking weird. She explains she became a cop uh, when her dad went missing, and Lou's dad was the only one that pretty much cared and was looking. So Lou's dad motivated her into becoming a cop, which I think is pretty cool. And I think that's why she loves Lou. She has a respect for Lou. She's the only one who respects Lou in this whole fucking movie. Yeah, the only one. So uh, she doesn't believe that her dad's death was an accident, just like she didn't believe her uh, dad died in an animal attack, like Terry Wallace. So she basically doesn't believe any of its animal attacks. 
She leaves. Willie comes back and watches his transformation again in the cell. Drop your gitches. Drop your gitches. That's right. That whole <laughs> drop your gitches thing. Drop your gitch. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Now drop your gitch. <laughs> so that must mean underwear, right? Or pants? Yeah, it's like an undergarment, which I had to, I had to Google when I first saw it. I'm like, that's actually a great name for it. I'm like, I didn't know if it was like slang or if it was an actual term, but it's an actual term for like an undergarment of sorts. By the way, Doug, you missed out on a Wolf Cop action figure that was going on their website. It was $120. Ah, it, came with, like the... it came with the wolf in uh, a couple bottles of beer. <laughs> in his, was it cool? It, it, it looks, it looks kind of cool. And it's Fuck sold I'm, out. Man, it I'm going to have to track one down. Yeah. You know what I really want is the wolf. Um, I know it's more so another Wolf Cop, but the, uh, the liquor donuts, like pom-pom, like beanie have you guys seen those no i've I've seen them on the interwebs but i think they were promos for when the movie came out i don't think they actually ever sold them which bums me out and i don't feel like spending 300 bucks for one you know from some staff member like selling it or something right by the way the uh makeup artist his name is emerson ziffel and he did a couple movies but he's more well known for the curse of chucky but this is his uh this is kind of like his rick baker moment so um and and apparently i really don't think that wolf cop is i don't think we're going to see the end of the series i have a feeling there's going to be more <laughs> i think so too i think it's yeah. got a kind of good 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 kind of like b cult following with yeah it. yeah well as long as they're still good you know yes 100 percent. so anyway when he ends up transforming willie tells him it's the most beautiful thing he's ever seen <laughs> and then uh werewolf flew now <laughs> He points at a bottle of bourbon. Willie hands it to him and stuff. He fucking downs the thing in like 10 seconds. Not even. And he ends up smashing the bottle. And uh, he says more. He wants more. So he hands him a box of liquor donuts. Because <laughs> that's all they got left. So they're killing time, playing Go Fish. And Lou hears the phone ring. So he just busts open the cell door. You know, no key or nothing. Just opens it with his power. He answers the phone. He's taking notes. Says he says there's a robbery. Willie says, "Lou, you're a wolf." And what does Lou respond with? Wolf cop. Cop. Yeah, he's cop. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, a star is born, man. You know oh I mean? my god. He's the superhero yeah. that that we need. You know. Yeah, wouldn't he be almost like an anti-hero? Yes. Yeah, yeah like Marco. a vigilante. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's more an anti-hero because he, he uh, I mean, he does kill bad people for the most part, but the, but the way he does it, like, he doesn't have to kill people, but he does. Yeah, superheroes don't up, kill you know? people. You know, they, they bring the bad guys to justice. This guy just fucking rips faces off. So if I had to compare him to, like, a comic book character, I'd say he's, like, the Punisher. Maybe, like, you know, the Punisher like meets that. Robin Hood? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyway, uh, so it cuts to the piggies. Uh, Robin Liquor Donuts, and uh, uh, I'm sorry. And it pans out of the shop to the getaway driver. And you see, like, Wolf Cop show up in the background, and he smashes out the window, and you see just a fan shake, and that's it. And then back inside, it shows one guy carrying some shit outside again, and the last piggy says, hurry, last one, hurry. So that guy goes outside. He also gets, uh, you know, attacked by Wolf Cop. And then uh, Lou walks in. You see hostages briefly on the floor. And uh, Lou tells one, uh, the, the guy to drop his weapon, the last guy, 
I think it's the last guy, right? There's only one left. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And uh, the piggy starts shooting and asks, "What the fuck?" He he actually shoots Lula like what ten times in the chest. Mm-hmm. And he responds, and Lou, he's like, "What the fuck are you?" And Lou responds, "The fuzz." <laughs> <laughs> so the piggy uh, holds a gun to an old uh, lady's head, and Lou kind of sneaks around from the side, which I, I don't know how you don't see him coming. You know, you're just looking. In the direction where he just was, obviously he disappeared. I'd be looking around like crazy. But anyway, he ends up, uh, yeah, he has an old lady gun to head, and Lou sneaks around and puts the gun to the piggy's head and growls, uh, growls and the piggy faints. Now, my question to you guys is, do you think he fainted because he was a wolf, or do you think he fainted because he growled in his face and had horrible breath? I'm going to go with horrible uh, breath. I'm not sure, yeah. I would say horrible breath, too, but it's hard to tell. Because... It was right in his face. So I just wanted your opinion. I think it's horrible breath. Imagine like but, an uh, alcoholic asshole wolf right. breathing <laughs> right. on you. It, can't, it yeah. can't be pleasant by any means. It's like dog breath no. times fucking a thousand with booze. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's like sniffing your taint after a 24-mile jog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Probably not very pleasant. No. <laughs> On his way out of uh, Liquor Donuts, says, Willie, why don't you... Uh, I'm sorry. Willie says to him, why don't you murder someone else on your way to the car? Yeah, don't, don't forget to murder someone else on your way to the car. A little profile, That's, man. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, is funny, because in the next scene... Oh, sorry. I was giving you a little segue. In the next scene, um, he's worried about a low profile, but in the next scene, they end up fucking breaking into a, a garage next door and pimping out the Wolfmobile. Yep, yep. Uh, let the crime fighting begin. I don't have to say that. There you go. You just cut a two-paragraph par- uh, there. He finds the uh, kid's graffiti and, and says, uh, and he basically finds the same kid's graffiti. I'm sorry. And he, uh, he commences to, you know, piss all over them. They end up running away. Well, he says, I think you're eating too much asparagus. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that part. And they keep like, rolling. But... Uh... Go ahead. No, 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 that's just a, such a great scene. Because what do you say, my turn or something while he's pissing on him? That's what it is, yeah, yeah, he says my turn, yeah. And then, yeah, and then Willie tells him he's eating too much asparagus. Like, this is where that dog scene would come in perfect. Like, another, like, ten-second thing of him just, like, fucking with the, the guy who kicked his dog. And yeah, then gave him also, shit, you know? Yeah, and also the dudes, they, they never covered the dudes that he originally saw stopping the people out after the original graffiti scene either. Mm-hmm. So that would be cool. He could have torn up at least like six more people in the next like 30 seconds. Yeah, a little Which path of cool. destruction. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, so back at the uh, tavern, Jess is, uh, Jess is there and Tina walks in. And uh, she says this is still a crime scene and Tina wants to ask follow-up questions. And Jess says she has nothing to add. So Tina says, uh, how about a drink then? And talks about how she remembered sitting in a bar stool as a little girl because her dad owned the bar. And uh, Tina gets a call about liquor donuts thing, takes a shot, and she says, cheers, bitch, to Jess. And uh, that's where you, you get where she's obviously suspicious of Jess. Yeah, she's starting to figure something's up. So it cuts to the Shady Dudes Clubhouse. And there's fucking partying going on. Guns, money, girls <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, it's like so, a rap uh, video when Mardi Gras had a love child. Pretty much, yeah. In but Canada. like in redneck, redneck Canada, you know? <laughs> like it's funny, <laughs> you know? And uh, 
So the boss tells the doorman, no one comes in specifically. Uh, so boss ends up going to his office and he ends up sniffing that red powder, the wolf blood powder or whatever it is. I think that's what it is, right? That would only make do- sense. Yeah, we don't know, but we know it's not any drug we know of, you know, or it's something right. special. So uh, his police scanner goes up and he hears about the uh, liquor donuts incident, two dead piggies, and he shouts, motherfucker. So obviously he has something to do with that, too. Uh it shows like Lou, like in the next scene, it's great. He's got like his head out the window and he's sniffing, sniffing, sniffing. So he's following the trail. And it uh and then it cuts back to the clubhouse for a quick second. It shows dudes like making the drugs. And Willie asks Lou what he's sniffing, and Lou drives ends up like a second later, or like ten seconds later, ends up driving through the clubhouse wall. And uh anyway, he gets out of the car, he fucking gets shot a shitload of times, doesn't affect them. And then he rips some dude's face clean off, which is the best, like, skin. <laughs> and he got up seeing, like, his, like, skull. Like, and then, you know, it's just fucking hilarious. And the dude is running around, and you can see yeah. him as he's tearing other people up. Like, running around in the background with his Raymond. face torn off. <laughs> yeah, screaming. Which is great. And, yeah, so he beheads dudes, creates a ton of chaos. Uh, the meth somehow catches on fire, and uh, the place fucking explodes. They get out of there, and the place explodes. Say. So while this is all going on, Willie stays in the car for some reason, and he's calling somebody on the phone, and we don't know. He's like, man, we're a deep shit. This is a lot, you know, crazier than I thought, you know? Like, and we don't know if he's talking to uh, Tina. We don't know if he's talking to Chief. We don't know if he's talking to a, a buddy. Like, so it's kind of that kind of, for some reason, it gives you this, like, what that fuck's Willie up to, you know? If he doesn't even get out of the car, and then he's on the phone talking to somebody. I thought that was kind of like a little key point. Yeah, know? yeah. It shows it shows that he's doing. He's like he might be up to no good too. I get it. Kevin, were you about to say something? I apologize. No. Nope. Okay. Okay. I thought I'd have heard somebody say something. All right. Anyway, uh, so Tina's at Liquor Donuts, and Chief asks where the fuck Lou is. She doesn't know, and uh, Chief asks if she got a description. And uh, I love how she laughs, and then like. She turns her head, and then the the store clerk just comes out and says, "It was a big fucking wolf cop." <laughs> <laughs> I found that to be fucking hilarious. And yeah, and then Tina gets another call about the clubhouse, so she tells her there's something going on there, and he's like, "You got to be fucking kidding me now! You know what the fuck is going on?" So Lou and Willie go back to the station, and Jess is uh, looking like a super sexy adult Red Riding Hood man. Thank She's you obviously adult. like, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, Little Red Riding Hood was a, was a kid, but she's an adult, so yes, super, no, that's I... why I had to say adult. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be PC here. Yep. And uh, she's ready to, and she says she's ready to give her statement. Uh, Willie leaves, and they proceed to perform uh, bestial sexy time. Yeah. So there's there's uh, some bestial sex going on. Some wookie nookie, as it were. Wookie nookie, that's it's, right. It's very PG too, you know. It's like they don't, and I love. It's like a montage to the worst sex scenes ever. <laughs> it's like if uh, uh, the Thomas Crown Affair. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that sex scene, and like uh, with you know, Rene Keith, Russo. Yeah, and uh, what's his yeah. name? The Bond dude. Um, yeah. Oh fuck me. You know. Who uh, Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. Thank you. Yeah. But there's one thing about the sex scene. Like I noticed, like. You see her kind of like, you see the wolf hands come around and like grab her boobs, but you can tell they're never actually touching for some reason. And I don't know why, like, 
maybe it's just for like ambiance, or maybe it was like, yeah, don't don't fuck your makeup up or something, you know. But if you guys watch again, notice real close, because I did. Well, how close did you get in to see this? I mean, did you really close, Kevin? Yeah, you That's all had... I got. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, Doug literally bought a TV purposely because it had like 64 times zoom on it. Yeah. (laughs) Go back to the old spice days. For scenes like that. (laughs) Enhanced. So after bestial sexy time, she goes to grab Lou a drink. And when she pours something, you see her like spike it. Like a powdery substance. Uh, Lou ends up uh, collapsing. She shuts the cell door and says, sorry, Lou, but there's a lot about me you just don't know. She ends up grabbing a gun and turns into an old lady, which happens to be Mayor fucking Bradley. And passes uh. out. So he fucked an old lady, which I probably shouldn't have said because there's a joke about that later. But yeah, so you, you see your first uh, hint of a shapeshifter right there. Pretty sure, right? Yeah, that's it. That's the yeah. first time you see a shapeshifter in the movie. Yep. Uh, then you, you see Boss pull up and the dude uh, says, Boss, I thought you were dead. He figured he died in the... Uh, explosion or whatever and uh you know he says that was false information and meet me at some road in two hours so you you know they they got some fucking something building up uh back to willie he enters the station and the mayor is there and tells him he had one job is to contain lou until the eclipse willie says this one's different she asks him and uh, she says she doesn't give a damn Willie thinks Lou is going to be a problem on the hunt because he's, like, stronger than the others. A lot stronger. He thinks it has something to do with the liquor, which is awesome. Because mm-hmm. if you notice, like, earlier when he breaks out of the cell to go kill the piggies, pretty much, he drank that bottle of bourbon. So, and then he ripped that door open. So, it, it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, Willie obviously watching him. And you figure out Willie's obviously right here. Going back to that phone call, you see that, obviously, some shady's up with Willie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they put they put Lou in a hearse and drive away. Tina sees that. She runs to the station and watches the station footage, and she sees the uh, the beast sex. Or half the sex. I'm surprised they didn't. You think that the mayor and Willie are pretty smart people. They've been obviously around for a while. You think they would be like, hey, maybe there's a camera here at the station we should destroy. Yeah, I thought that was kind of funny, too. But again, you know... We're watching a movie before. We're watching a movie about an alcoholic fucking wolf cop. Doug, don't look right. too far into this. You know this is based on a true story, right? <laughs> what Canada? <laughs> uh, so uh, <laughs> sorry, man. So anyway, she uh, Tina ends up suiting up. So she gets super armed. She walks out. Takes she sees the wolf mobile. So she fucking like, yeah, I'm taking that shit. Yeah. And this thing's like armored. It's extra, extra armored, pretty much. It's it's not like that impressive looking, but you could tell it's like beefed up with armor. And uh, while she's uh, driving, you hear a radio broadcast saying there's an hour till the eclipse. So you know the finale is fucking coming. Cuts back to boss, and you see a bunch of like heavily armed men pull up. Obviously, his sh- soldiers. He uh, says, "Shoot anything with a fucking harpy." And uh, boss walks away and shifts into the chief. So there you go. Now, Boss is also a shapeshifter, and he's both the chief and Boss. Which makes you so much three... sense. Sorry, which makes so much sense when you watch the movie again. There's little things that kind of hint 
that you wouldn't pick up unless you knew the ending of the movie. But once you go back and watch it, you're like, oh, fuck, okay. You know, there's a lot of those, even in, like, the first, like, ten minutes of the movie with him. Yeah, it's a right. constant rewatch. you got to watch this a couple times to really get it. I mean, I still want to keep rewatching it. No, and, and uh, you know, I'll, actually, I'll just save it for my wrap-up. But uh, yeah. then you see three people in cloaks walking in. Louis tied to, like, a tree. And they wake him up. The cloak people end up taking their masks off because they had masks on. And one ends up being the mayor, one the chief. And then the third one, I, I think personally, I think it's Terry Wallace. But, Doug, you think it's somebody else, right? You just think it's some rando? Uh, he looks like Nacho Libre to me. He looks like Jack Black. But, it, I mean, because in the beginning in the bar scene, um, when you see, you know, you got the douche leader – and um, Wallace comes in and does his spiel, you know. He kind of, like, stabs the pin. You know what I mean? So I don't know if maybe they're figuring either way if um, – I, I don't want to give away the ending, but I'll, I'll save that for my wrap-up. But I don't know who it is, Marco, but it very well could be uh, yeah. Wallace. Yeah, I'm curious because I couldn't really capture Kevin, did you notice or no? No, no, I did okay. not. I tried, like, three times, and I could not peg it. Yeah. Pe- so – Anyway, we'll we'll move on from that then. And, so Doug, unknown, and, and Doug watches this every day. So if if Doug doesn't know, then nobody knows. Yeah, with mm-hmm. my special TV for nipple enhancement <laughs> and the amount of times I watch this, yeah, no luck yeah. finding out who that was. So, yeah. Uh, uh, so the, the the mystery guy who I have down is Terry. Turns into Willie, and he says. Uh, and he says one of the greatest lines ever said in film, uh, they've obviously copied this, is uh, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Now, does anybody know what that is originally from? I'm sure it's an older line, but as far as movies go. It sounds very war, war movie-ish, like uh, Platoon or something. Yeah, it's actually The Godfather 3. Oh, oh no shit. But, uh, yeah, nice. that's what that's it is. What- that's why He's I, like, when, and it's also just like he says, just when I thought it was out, they pulled me back in. That's that whole scene. Or, or <laughs> okay. at least, whatever, that's the other famous line in the movie. It's funny, I actually got my friend over right now, Mr. Ryan, and he's in the other room listening, and I could fucking hear him laughing, which I think is awesome. So, <laughs> so, so <laughs> Lou asks uh, how uh, long they've been running this uh, town, and Willie responds, uh, fucking 200 years, man. Two whole centuries, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. And then uh, <laughs> this is where uh, Lou says, he's like, I can't believe I slept with a 200-year-old woman. And she responds with, who says I'm a woman? Uh, <laughs> Which actually I thought was like the funniest line in the movie, in my opinion. I, yeah. That made me fucking crack up to no end. I was just like, wow, I don't know why it was so funny, but it was hilarious. It's like crack up and gag at the same time. Yeah, man, it's fucking funny, man. And then <laughs> Tina shows up all badass, and she ends up, uh, you know, basically staking it out a bit, and she shoots one of boss's dudes right in the eye. The shifters end up hearing it, which is obviously the mayor and all that stuff, Willie and shit. And uh, the mayor basically says, no time, stay focused. So Lou starts transforming. The eclipse is starting. At the same time, see, Tina's like, I don't know how with all those soldiers he has time for this. Again, looking too deep into a ridiculous movie. 
but she's setting up like a sniper station, <laughs> like, like with the tripod and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, she's at war. <laughs> yeah, but but with all the soldiers around, it nobody heard that gunshot. You know what I mean? Nobody's looking. But anyway, uh, he fully transforms, and the shifters go to drain the drain him, drain him of his blood. So the mayor ends up stabbing him, and Willie fills like a chalice of blood. Forbidden. And uh, Tina shoots Willie. Sorry. <laughs> Tina ends up shooting Willie. No, I, I did that on purpose to get that. I wanted a, I wanted a better chalice of blood, though. Chalice of blood. <laughs> Ways to fear lost. Yeah, I, I was going to yell it, but I'm like, I didn't want you in your little groove, but sorry. Go ahead. No, it's all good. We're almost done, dude. We're like, we're literally near the end. So Tina shoots Willie, and uh, Lou, Lou just breaks free. Because uh, he found a flask. That not that what it is? He found a flask? Oh, no, 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 not yet. He just breaks free. So uh, Chief tells the mayor they got less than eight minutes. And she says, get your men and get me that fucking wolf. Uh, hold on. Did I go too far? Okay, no, I got it. And then uh, Willie actually burns up. Uh, and the mayor says, see you, old friend. So, you know, that's kind of a sad moment. Because Willie, Willie's the man. I, even though he turned into kind of a prick, I still love the guy. Mm-hmm. So uh, Tina sneaks up and tells, uh, tells her to put the, her hands up to the mayor. She tells her to put her hands up, wolf fucker. <laughs> <laughs> and then the mayor morphs into fucking Jessica, her fucking, you know, arch rival. Uh, and uh, ends up en- en- elbowing Tina in the face. The face. D-A. Yeah, it's a good so, uh, point. Yeah, it is pretty good. It isn't bad. Uh, unlike the We Summon the Darkness that had the worst fighting scenes I've ever seen in my life. But then, uh, even though, oh, dude, uh, Instagram. Yeah. I don't go on it, but Andrea, Andrew, Xandra DiDario posted some yeah. spicy pics. Just to let you know. Just for everybody's information out there. I'll be yeah, back in two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> then uh, Jessica tells her the last wolf she fucked was her father. Ooh. And then he, she ends up like knocking her down, and then it kind of it, it pans back to Lou, and that's where he's spot he's spotted by Boss's uh, army, and he gets into like a firefight with them. They just start like shooting, like he there's a gun by him. I don't know how he got the gun. I, I don't really recall. I, I think I missed it. He got like a like a semi-automatic or an automatic weapon or whatever, and uh, so he's fighting with them. Then it shows like Lou like runs out of bullets, so he's just t- he starts tearing people up. Oh, and before that, it shows Chief turning to boss yet again. Yep. So, yeah. Hold on. I'm I'm all lost. I'm skipping paragraphs here. So yeah, it showed Chief turning to the boss, and then Lou tearing up people because he ran out of bullets. More decapitations, and shit like. That. Right. I got it. Yeah. Right? yeah. You got yeah, shape, shapeshifters, uh, hillbilly Canadians, uh, in in a wolf cop running around tearing people to bits. Yeah, this last 10 minutes definitely bounces around a lot. And it's, it's got this, you know, there's like a solar eclipse going on too. So it's got this very reddish haze, which kind of throws off your perception a little bit too. It's tough to kind of see who's who sometimes. And we have yeah. our three shapeshifter aliens uh, who are, like you, you've already stated, but I think we have our, what is it, the, uh, the gang leader slash uh, chief? And then you have Jessica slash uh, Old Crotch. And <laughs> and then Willie slash Nacho Willie. Libre, as yeah. far as we know. Yeah. 
So let's finish this up, guys. It goes to Jess and Tina fighting. Jess, obviously, she has the upper hand still, and uh, she's about to kill Tina. Then Lou kind of growls in the distance, and it actually distracts Jess, and Tina ends up pulling out another pistol, and she shoots Jess, I think, what, in the head, I believe? I can't I remember, so. but she shoots her anyway, yeah. And uh, Tina points the gun towards Lou, so you think she's, she's like, what the fuck, I'm going to kill this dude, but she ends up shooting a dude sneaking up behind him. And that's when Lou's like, thanks, partner. But in a very Canadian way, not in like a southern way. Or like a rap way. He does say anyway, sorry at least once in this. When he's talking yeah, to Jess, he's like, I'm so sorry. Sorry. Boot. So uh, Tina suggests getting out of there. Uh, the boss, boss ends up shooting Lou. And he says, like your nosy father, I'm going to put you down. And that this is the exact spot he was sacrificed. Oh, it comes full circle. Some closure. Some closure. Yeah, so Lou attacks boss. Boss shifts back to chief. <laughs> they continue fighting. Tina gets away from the person holding her. Because there was another dude with boss that actually ended up, like, you know, grasping Tina. Basically holding her down. And uh, she ends up stabbing chief with a sword. And, like... He says, like, big mistake, and it doesn't affect him in any way. So this is the same sword they stabbed uh, Wolf Cop to get the blood, and it didn't affect him. So obviously that sword has no, uh, you know, it doesn't do anything to shapeshifters anyway. And then he, uh, in turn, he uh, ends up uh, stabbing Tina with it and asks, uh, "How does how's it feel? How does it feel? So Lou, this is where Lou finds the flask. See, I was way off, fucking way off with Dumb and Dumber style. Way off. <laughs> Lou finds the flask of booze, drinks it, and regains his strength. Lou shoots him in the head. Lou and Tina both collapse. Lou wakes up uh, human. Tina hobbles towards him and asks if he's okay. Lou says can he, he can use a drink. Tina responds with, I could use a hospital. And then Lou's last line says, all right, two stops. Two stops. The yeah. end. <laughs> and that is the end of Wolf Cop. 2.0. Yeah, that's quite a. You know, you guys know me. I'm a sucker for the Canadian comedy horrors, and this is just like the quintessential uh, movie for that. You know, like Tucker and Dale's another one. There, there's just so many good ones. There's something about that Canadian fucking humor. Todd, Todd in the Book of Pure Evil. That's another one. They just, they just do it right. They do it fucking perfect. Well, they've come a long way since my bloody Valentine. That's for sure. Uh, Which is Doug's favorite movie, by the way. Uh, I actually do enjoy that. I'm gonna, I'm like, oh, I can't wait till fucking Christmas so I can watch My Bloody Valentine right after. You fucking Canadian, you are. <laughs> I I enjoy. I, you know it. You know what it was after watching the second one. I I'm like, you know what, the first one was actually not so bad. You know, <laughs> it was early too. Yeah, that second one was horrendous though the remake. But anyway, what'd you guys think of this movie, man? I don't care who goes first, but somebody go. Doug, go ahead. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. It was yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just, I haven't heard your opinions yet, but uh, after the Ernest incident, um, I would have known right off the bat if you guys still hated Wolf Cop, not that you ever hated it necessarily, but I know for the past, say, two years, I've kind of been just talking it up, talking it up, talking it up, talking it up. You guys had seen it maybe once a piece back in the day. But I hope that the more you kind of watched it or the more you revisited, you kind of picked up like that there is a 
decent storyline. Like that, the practical effects are awesome. It's got that little bit of comedy, a couple catchphrases without being like cheesy, cheesy. You know, it's just that right kind of um, combination. I think. I mean, I would definitely recommend it if you like kind of a campy, tropey type uh, B horror movie with some, I don't know, good good effects and good good jokes. You know, and just I, just I definitely come- recommend it. Just coming off of what you said, just because uh, I want to emphasize, because what you said is basically what I was going to say, is uh, the first time I watched it, I thought it was like, it was good, it was funny, I liked it in a certain sense, but I thought it was kind of dumb and ridiculous. But, it, like, what did I say before? It's so bad, it's good, you know? It's like one of those movies that it's so bad, it's good. But in re-watching it, uh, probably another three times now, it, it does really have a deep story, and I don't think uh, I necessarily either paid attention or just didn't capture it the first time, as far as the storyline goes. Uh, yeah, obviously there's parts that are ridiculous and, you know, like, you know, unanswered parts and, and like, you know, but if you look too deep into a movie like this, you're going to be disappointed. You, you can't you can't go in there. You got to go in this with, like, a fun, it's a fun movie. You got to go into it like it's a fun movie, and that's what it is, and, and for that... And actually a deeper storyline than I thought. I love it, man. I, I actually recommend it. I think, uh, you know, I would have recommended it originally anyway because I thought it was a fun watch. But, you know, again, in watching it again, Doug, you hit it on the nose, man. It's, it's a little deeper than uh, than I, I, I caught on the first time. So I recommend to. Yeah, I don't, think I, I don't think I paid attention to it the first time. I fucking hated it. And it was really just because I was tired of listening to Doug talk about it. So I'm like, I start for free on Netflix or on Shudder. And I had passed over it, and I just, just from the cover, I thought it looked cool, but it totally had that 80s cheese vibe. And I'm like, oh, this is just going to be terrible. Um, you should never, as they say, judge a book by its cover, because I'm like, yeah, it's just going to be bad. I'm not going to waste my time. But you talked about it so much. I'm like, all right, I'll watch it. I, don't, I didn't pay attention to it, so I didn't care for it as much. Um, and then we decided to cover this, and I'm like, fuck it. I'm actually going to sit here and pay attention to it. And I loved it. I, I really, I loved it. I think, uh, like you guys have said, really good storyline for, you know, a, a, a pretty cheap made horror movie. Um, and, you know, the acting was decent. It could have been a lot worse. I'm sure we've all seen fucking movies that were just awful. What is it? The Girl on the Third Floor or whatever the fuck that movie is that everybody was raving about on Shudder. What a piece of shit. So this, I mean, this is like an A, A-list movie um, compared to some of the bad acting that's out there. And and I mean the the the, uh, the makeup artistry is amazing in this movie. Uh, it, it just you know a lot of the stuff that's out is all CGI and they kept true um, to Rick Baker horror. And I, I mean that was obviously a nod too. They were doing a wolf movie, so why not you know take some effect styles from the 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 master himself from The Howling and American Werewolf. So yeah, great movie, man. I, I, I'm actually, when we're done here, I'm going to go watch another Wolf Cop tonight, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, have you watched it? Uh, have you seen another Wolf Cop before? Or is this no. going to be first, your first watch? It'll be, it'll, be, it'll be my first watch, yeah. All right. I don't want to talk too much about it because I want to do that again. I mean, I want to do that one eventually. But I, they definitely, same story. I, they do bring Willie back. That's the one spoiler I'll give. But it's definitely a, lo- a little more slapstick with a different kind of story. But it's still fucking well, hilarious. What I like is some of the pictures I've seen. It's like it's supposed to be like the. It looks like the front cover of Cobra with Stallone. <laughs> yes, yes. He's got the, the aviators on and everything. 
yeah with the, mm-hmm. the yeah it looks cool man so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna check that out um so yeah that's wolf cop i think we all agree uh it's a recommend from the vintage bird crew uh again take your time and watch it don't just say like oh i'm just gonna watch because i said to you, you you you'll really enjoy it if you pay attention to it if you don't put the time into it you're you're just gonna think it's a, a giant wolf with a dong, um, you know, running around. So <laughs> you might even think it's a porn, like a really bad porn. I don't know. Yeah, make sure you get the right wolf cock, because I'm sure there's a spinoff of a spinoff. Yeah, of a big throbbing wolf cock. Thank you.